Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Our guest today is Andrew Morgans. Andrew, welcome. Thank you. I'm going to start out with a couple tough questions. We'll get easier from there. Why is Kansas City obsessed with t-shirts and what happens when we die? Go. Okay. Okay, wait. Hang on. Hang on. I'll, let me first introduce you properly. Our guest is Andrew Morgans. He's from here in Kansas City. He's got a great, compelling story, and there are a lot of things to talk about. Landlocked Kansas City, and you can find them online at landlockedco.com as they were a part of Barktoberfest, but we'll get to that. But first... Andrew, am I wrong in my perception that Kansas City is obsessed with T-shirts? Well, I wouldn't say that you're wrong. I can't speak for all Kansas City. <laughs> but uh, compared to other markets? Compared to other markets, we're very city obsessed. Okay. Like, uh, it's more about city pride. And yeah. because of that, I think the city pride carries over to wearing something, a shirt or, or a hat, that says, like, I'm about my city. I think uh, Kansas City's, we've always felt like an underdog in compared to other cities as far as like tech or innovation we're just a small cow town you know yeah. in the middle of the midwest yeah. chip on our shoulder yeah and i think a lot of people from here are still proud of where we are and they like to show that off and kind of show that you know i am from kansas city and here's why you know? how long have you been here well that's a trick question okay okay um i've been here off and on since i was um one Okay, okay, but I grew up in Africa. Okay. Yeah, until I was a, about 16, 2001. Um, and wow. then, yeah, I know. So I came back here in uh, 01, and I graduated from Liberty High School in 04. Um, so like 02 to 04. Okay. I went to Hawaii for three and a half oh. years. Okay. Uh, started college out there, and then came back here in 07. I've been here since 07. You lived in Africa. Do you know Dave Matthews? No. Okay. You lived in Hawaii. Do you know Barack Obama? No. Okay. You know of those guys? Yes. Okay. Um, so since you were in high school, have you noticed the um, Kansas City pride swell or increase since then? I mean, is it just the Royals? Is it the Google stuff? Is it the improvements of the city? Any can you put your finger on it? Well, I think um, I think fiber does play a big role. I think I started noticing it more. Like I fell in love with the city when I moved downtown. Mm -hmm. um, growing up in the suburbs, like this was always home. This is where my family was, but I wasn't like in love with the city. Um, and then probably like four years ago, I moved downtown and really just got a new love for the city. I mm -hmm. guess um, mm -hmm. so many little places to go, things to do. Um, 
places I had never heard of, you know, and just started exploring personally. Sure. Um, I need to maybe go back. And the reason I'm asking, Andrew, the reason I'm asking you about T-shirts is because Landlock KC, you guys do a line of Kansas City shirts. Yeah. Right. And so that's where um, that comes from. Um, Talk about the T-shirt game in Kansas City has to be a tough one to get into, right? Yeah, it is. It's kind of competitive. You know, obviously there's um, several brands um, that all kind of compete in the same space. And and really, like, this is one of my first entrepreneurial ideas. Um, I hadn't, like, thought everything out. Uh, sure. You know, I was just sitting at a um, – I was going to a Royals playoff game, and the Chiefs were on at the same time. So we were, like, tailgating for the Royals, but watching the Chiefs from a tailgate in, in the parking lot. And I saw these guys wearing, like, a Royals jacket with, like, a Chiefs shirt underneath, and I was just had this clever idea, like, I'm going to do a shirt of both teams. Yeah. And so the hybrid came out, and – um, within a few weeks, like uh, Arrowhead Pride, which is like an offspin of sure. ESPN, yeah. uh, retweeted it. And then kind of the brand just became uh, what it is today. But really, it was just a normal guy's idea in a parking lot. Yeah, but you're you're a graphic designer, right? Okay, so no, that's not true is either. That right? I guess it can be a little confusing. Okay. I, um, I run a company called Marknology, okay. and we specialize in launching brands online. Okay, so you're not a graphic designer. No. So that shirt, because I'm always like, I could never design a shirt. I'm not a graphic designer, right? Yeah. You, I mean, you came up with the idea and somebody designed it? Yes. Or did you sketch it out so or what? I'm, I'm a very creative person, but I'm not a designer. So I, I used to write music before I got out of college and toured playing music. and um With Dave Matthews? No. No, no I okay. wish. He Just plays check. all by himself, I think, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, yeah, he's done some stuff, but yeah. Okay. Um, one of my favorite, right, remember Dave Matthews, Tim Reynolds? They did that duo acoustic stuff. Remember that? Yeah, that just not even no. close to that. I'm okay. not even close not to that. Not that type of music? No, okay, I'm a writer. Right. I can't sing or do okay. anything like that. Okay. So basically, I just had this idea in my head, and then I found an artist to come help me develop okay. it. And that's kind of always how I've worked. It's just like I can see the vision, and then I'll talk to someone that can help collaboration yeah collaboration Collaboration. now um i want to talk because this podcast really stemmed from um, a horrible bet i made i made a bet that i could dunk a basketball within a year for a thousand dollars now i've never been able to dunk before but you and i were talking here at the radio stations one day and come to find out you have a similar story now you don't have the idiot move of uh, betting a thousand dollars but you have a similar you had a goal and you achieved it, right? Yes. And if I wouldn't call it an idiot goal of well, $1,000, because I'd be excited if it was my bet. Part. Why I put $1,000 on it, the only reason I have the $1,000 bet is because I feel like I need that motivation. No, I understand. I mean, I've always wanted to dunk, but I've never had the motivation to really, really attempt it. But you had a similar goal, right? Tell yeah, me. Yeah, so um, I was in Hawaii, and I've always played basketball, like, as long as I can remember. And um, I was in Hawaii, and there was an outdoor court. I made new friends there, and I was playing. And I think the goal was actually a little short, like uh, nine foot, ten and a half, or something. So an inch and a half short, you know, ten foot. And um, I was close to dunking. And I was just like, in Hawaii, there's a lot of like Polynesians and Filipino, and um, I was tall. You know, I yeah. was tall, relatively tall. I'm almost six three, and um, so in that group of friends I was kind of the big guy and I was like I want to be able to dunk so I went to the gym hired a trainer and started uh you know I said I wanted to know how to jump a little bit higher and we started training now you didn't have the amount of space to make up that I have to make up right yeah. you were fairly close I mean if you think you know you got the size of the ball you got um the rim is a little bit short and yeah. I was close to dunking at 
nine, ten and a half. Yeah. So I still had to dunk at nine, ten and a half. Then I still had to dunk at ten foot, and right. then um, you know the size of the ball to get over the rim. So I still had a ways to go, honestly. Okay, so you hire a trainer. How long did it take you? I would say like I was getting. It might have been like four months. But okay. I was still playing like every day. It wasn't yeah. like I didn't play basketball and then I was just trying to dunk. Like yeah. I was playing. So like I would keep, I would go to the gym and, and do the stuff he was telling me to do, the moves. And then I would go out and play and try, you know, a so, couple times a night. Okay. So A, I, I like this story. It's encouraging me because this has been an emotional roller coaster. I have until October <laughs> 2nd. So, it, but it's been two months, right? And yeah. I was feeling down. The other day I thought, what if I do this? I'll, I'll just give up and go find somebody to make a bet where I gain a hundred pounds in a year for a thousand dollars. And I would just use that to pay. Right. And so I, I really was down about it, but your story is giving me some hope. Yes. I don't want to give up yet, but I mean, man, so I got lucky. I have a buddy. He has a physical therapy place, um, like out by a hundred and meth calf just over there. It's called sports spine. They're a physical therapy place. Right. But that tells you what kind of shape I'm in. I need a physical therapist. (laughs) There's people in there that have been, you know, in car wrecks and have had actual injuries. And here I am um, starting from my baseline. But um, we're doing box jumps. I started doing box jumps. Smart, smart. And my stomach hurt. Like my abs were so sore. My wife had to help me out of a chair afterwards. Um, I've been doing blood flow restrictions on my thighs. So they'll put, um, I don't even know what it is. Some high-tech machine and I'm doing squats. Um, how, were, were box jumps? I mean, what were you doing? The only thing different I did, I think you're right on the right path, is a box jump can be, I guess it can be any size, yeah, right? It can be yeah. high. And if you want to look at my Instagram, you can see me really jump on there. Uh, but I started with like little ones that were like maybe two inches tall, okay. those little ones. Yeah. Um, and I would just on and off, on and off, on and off. And then we did lots of calf stuff, a lot of calf work. Okay. So, you know, just on, you get on the, you get the bar on your shoulders and, you know, you're lifting up with your calves inside, oh, outside. Yeah. Um, and so we would do calf work. We would do explosive jumps. So like kind of like have that weight and then jump with it on there. Okay. Jump with it on there. Okay. Um, in a controlled way where you're not sure. like, you know, hurting yourself. But yeah. um, I remember doing lots of calf work and jumping on and off that little like, you know, four inch. Box, starting there and then raised just it? on and off so it's not a complete jump yeah. like a big box jump it's just like on off on off on off real fast a lot of times like a hundred sets yeah of like a hundred times it's, oh it's just goodness. a lot of calf work but it's not each jump is not exhausting so like like you're getting the stomach soreness that's probably because it's a bigger box yeah jump. it was it was and so i was doing like little like sets of 30 tiny little rabbit hops off of it and then going and jumping on it and it's so much higher. He said that the, the guys, uh, Drew and Ethan over there, have been messing with my ankle. I need more mobility in my ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're working on that, which involves a lot of stretching of my ankle because it doesn't have full range. And he's also like, you got to lose weight, which is not. I mean, that just helps. Yeah, but just lighten the load. That just helps. But I have a friend. I'm going to give him a plug. His yes. name is Bobby. And uh, we play in a league. And he's probably got. I don't know. I want to be generous, but maybe like 60 pounds on me. And um, he just dunked easily the other really? day. So he's a p- pretty big boy. And like he just dunked regardless of the weight. So I don't, I don't know, even know if it's a weight thing. 
I don't know if I can do it, but I, I the thing is, like I said, it's an emotional roller coaster. Some days I want to completely give up. I really would love – it's a bucket list thing. And at least if I try, I feel like it's a win-win-win, even if I lose the 1000 bucks, At least I'll, I'm a year healthier. Yeah. I mean – Here's the trick. Here's the trick. This is what ahead, I really think. Please. It's, it's, this is why you're here. It's a mind game. Okay. Okay? It's 100% a mind game. Okay. You don't want people watching you fail, like, you know, when you're doing it even in like – for me, I can still dunk now. Like, I have a little brother from Big Brother, Big Sister. Okay. And the other day, I got dunk with him, like, in a game. It was super cool. We were <laughs> at the gym on a Saturday, like, three on three, and he just gave me this pass. He plays football at Kearney. And uh, I just got a dunk on this guy, and I was, like, pumped up. You know, <laughs> like, just great, like, great. yeah, this feels awesome. Uh, and that doesn't happen often, like, in sure, the game, you know. Sure. Um, but... Like that usually comes like after I've played a little bit. So like we played a game or two and like like you're talking about your ankles are like tight and you gotta mm-hmm. do all this stretching. Like I cannot walk on the court. I'm not twenty, you know, twenty right, years old. Right. I can't walk on the court and just dunk. But if I've played a game or two, it's almost like stretching a lot, you know, I'm like loosened up, then then it's there. Okay. So what I would suggest is like get loose, play a game of twenty one or whatever if you're playing with some guys, you know, get kind of loosed up. And then um like start with a goal that's not straight up 10 foot get a little mental confidence like right. get one of those adjustable goals somewhere like a park that has a little bit shorter rim and uh you know start at nine foot six get a first dunk with a real basketball or something right. like that you know and i have ca- to dunk with two hands i can't you dunk do with, yeah, really i can't dunk with one hand do you jump off both feet yes i need like one step you like, need one step and you can dunk and you're only six three yeah a little, this gives me hope if nothing else, you've given me hope. And I still have 10 months. You got time. I, oh, I don't know, man. I really. Because like if you can start at like nine foot six, right? Right. And then you're like, okay, I got this. Like, oh my God, I still got six more inches. But then you're getting nine seven. Right. right? I only then you're need an inch eight. a month exactly. or something Exactly. Like Break that. it down a little bit. I mean, look, listen, if I didn't have, so the guys at Sport Spine hooked me up with an app called connects it and we did a bunch of tests and then they put it in the app the results of your test and it makes a 3d avatar and then it adjusts workouts to what you need to do to get to your specific goal what that sounds amazing it's in beta yeah if i didn't have these guys helping me out if i didn't have this app there's no way there's no way but I, I, at least I have a shot i don't know and your story the fact that you said cuz you were older when you decided you wanted to dunk yeah right you weren't 16 you no. weren't Right. I was out of high school. Okay. So that gives me hope. I don't know, man. And, and I do like, cause I was talking to somebody about it earlier. It's a mint, a lot of it's mental, 100%. whether it's forcing myself to go work out or just believing I can do it. Right. Yeah. I think you got to like, you need to practice dunking, even if you're failing a lot more often than you probably are. Okay. So okay. don't just be like, okay, I've trained for a month and I'm going to go try to dunk. Like, right. You need to kind of like, as part of your training be attempting right oh really so okay. you get comfortable yeah. like you need to be comfortable failing you need to be comfortable hitting the rim you need to be comfortable like jumping <sighs> okay i did i have let's talk about because you did show on your instagram a video of you dunking um and your instagram is crazy so i want to go there next um because not only do you have a crazy amount of followers but the stuff you put on there is nuts you dunking is this you doing like pull-ups it's some like bonfire. Okay, thing? I was at the Full Moon Festival in Thailand, and uh, I think that post is about uh, I had stem cell this year uh, on my shoulder for a torn labrum from what? volleyball. No. Yeah, so I tried stem cell. It's really awesome. Um, They're injecting stem cells into your shoulder, right? Is that yes. how it works? They pull it from your own body. Oh. And then they spin it down, and then 
you know, tweak it. it I don't works really know. Really I'm not going to well, speak right? for a doctor. Yeah. So would could I inject stem cells into my legs and my ankles? Yes. Would that help? Yes. Would that be better than illegal steroids? I don't. I'm not okay, answering this question. <laughs> that's fair. So stem cells. How do you get hooked up with somebody that's? I mean, that's kind of a new technology. Yeah, right? it's a new technology, and I actually have a friend. Um, they work at Mobus Bio. Okay. Out here, here in, in Overland Park okay. area, and um, I went in, got some X-rays, saw I had a pretty big tear, and um, just moved forward with it. And it's it's super awesome. It's what the athletes use, you know, to recover faster. Um, they're not tearing out any muscles and, um, wow. Yeah. I'm on the, I'm already playing basketball. I think I had my second procedure like four weeks ago. Did they say this of helped you avoid a surgery then? Yeah. So it's like a surgery alternative. It's okay. faster. It's, you know, they're not cutting you. Um, Ugh. it was still pretty painful, Holy but, cow. um, Ooh, pretty successful. So yeah, that's, that's what's funny. happening on the video. I was basically uh, at this party in Thailand on the beach. It's a full moon festival. They have it like once a month. This was the big one of the year. And uh, they had all these like fire hoops and fire jump ropes and like all these competitions happening on the beach just for and you like, couldn't help yourself. I couldn't help myself. Even though you shouldn't have. Yeah. So I shouldn't have done it. It was uh, actually like... Um, before I had the surgery, but I still had a lot of pain. Wow. Um, but I just couldn't get in the ones with the fire. Like people were actually getting burnt in Thailand. <laughs> like they were like walking away with burns. But that's uh, so. Let, we talked a little bit when you were here last time. Um, just meeting um, about Instagram. Now you yeah. have eleven thousand plus followers and only one hundred and eighty-one posts. Now these posts are amazing, but it seems like a lot of followers for so few posts. Right. I mean, that's a good point. Um, so some of it is that um, I don't just like to throw up a lot of selfies, you yeah, know, constantly. Yeah. And so I really um, truth be told, I need to be taking a lot more photos and posting more often. I won't I won't back that up. Um, um, but sometimes scheduling the shoots, I'm a busy entrepreneur and like scheduling shoots to get these photos, um, you know, to be able to post more different things like that, just kind of goes down wait, the totem pole wait so you're not just taking regular photos is that what your suggestion is for somebody like i don't know me that wants to improve their instagram game professional photo shoots that you post on okay Inst uh so there's i mean everyone has their own strategy okay, okay. and eleven thousand followers in kansas city is pretty good yes. anywhere else it's like eh. sure okay um and part of that is, you know, being the owner of an apparel brand, being an entrepreneur. I think that's where, you know, okay. a lot of the following comes from. People like to follow the, the journey. Yeah. Um, but really, like, you should be sticking to a schedule. You know, if you want a little Instagram advice. Yes, please, okay. we do. I so do. So you should be, like, sticking to a schedule, you know, so that your followers are seeing regular posts. Um, one of my strategies is to post less often, but you get more likes. Because instead of going picture, 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 yeah. picture, like... Um, people that see it, like, you know, that, that picture is acquiring more, more likes before you move on. So that's been one of my strategies. Um, I post to my story all the time. Okay. So I'm still giving my users like content, like they follow me throughout the day all the time. Um, and I get a lot of views there, um, and a lot of interaction with my followers through so my story. You're so, but in, when you have a high quality piece of content that's on your picture but there's a lot of lesser quality not necessarily less quality but um for lack of a better term lesser quality stuff in less your curated. story less yeah. curated yeah. yeah it's like more of like the raw behind the scenes i think that's why it's interesting because um me and my team 
whether it's Mark Knowledge or Landlocked, we're always doing fun stuff. Um, and people like to see that. Yeah. You know, well, people, like I'm not going to Thailand. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I do have the opportunity to do some cool stuff. There's no doubt. So, but how to 11,000, just, you can't, that can't be just from the quality of your photos. No, it's not just the quality. And I think, um, going back to your point about like the amount of pictures and posts that I've made, um, for me, it's kind of like landlocked. I've just, uh, I've never been one to just like push out stuff. It's yeah. been like, if I like this or I'm like, this is, this is the one or I'm, I'm not, you know, saying every picture I've posted is the one, no, right? no, but no, like no. if I'm just like about something, whether it's a design, whether it's yeah. like a post and I'm like, I'm going to post, I don't just post a post, okay. you know, or I don't just put out designs and put out designs. Um, it's always been one that I feel good about. Okay. 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 I mean, you're at like, what is that? Machu Picchu or something? Is that you? Uh, yeah. Where so is that? I went that's to not... Belize and Guatemala. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the Tikal ruins. Yeah, the T-Cal ruins. And yeah, here's a picture amazing. of me at the Uptown Theater. I mean, right? It's tough. It is tough. Um, but like I chose, I guess, to uh, start my own company, Marknology, which is we, we launch brands online, like I said. And that's that's part of the reason, going back to your question about how um, you can succeed with a t-shirt company in Kansas City. I think that Landlock's grown specifically because of our skills online. Mm. And so whereas everyone's competing for wholesale space in Kansas City, we are in stores, you know, like Made in KC and KC Garment stuff. Um, but we've also just like continued as some brands have come and gone. We continue to sell online to people in Florida, people in Texas that oh. love Kansas City, people all I've, I've shipped stuff to Australia, nice. people that love Kansas City. So that's kind of how we've been able to thrive, I think, in, in a tough market. But the same thing with the traveling. Okay. So bringing it back full circle, yes. like Belize and Guatemala and Thailand and, and Europe, which has all happened in the last 12 months, which is pretty awesome. Um, but I can work while I'm traveling. Right. So nothing really slows down for me other than, um, you know, the cost to get there. Um, but I, I just work in working while I'm traveling. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm able to do that. So talk to me about Marknology. Um, it's a marketing company. Right. Right. Do you have like a elevator speech or do you have a difference maker? Because certainly in a town like this, the number of marketing companies is crazy. Right. So we're not just a marketing company. Um, I started in corporate. I got really good at selling on Amazon. And then um, I started freelancing. I kind of blew up online and um, in, in the freelance space like Elance and Upwork. And then uh, my business kind of just took off. But the elevator, the elevator pitch is we launch brands on Amazon. Um, oh, so like if I have a product to sell, I would come to you. Yes. You're not like, oh, we're going to do a whole marketing campaign, right, with different mediums. You're like specifically, we want your item, your widget to sell well on Amazon. Yeah, so that's where we start. That's your specialty. Okay, and we've okay. worked with local brands like Faultless, Modigliani, Helio, um, lots of different brands locally. The Made in KC stores, you know, we saw all of their products on Amazon. Oh, we've helped okay. launch them. Um and I think I'm allowed to say that, yeah, <laughs> but okay. uh, uh, I think there's no problem there. But um, so we help get your products on Amazon, but there's a whole strategy around it, you know, from photography to advertising to the way that we're writing the listings like SEO. Um, and it's Amazon can be very complicated, but very lucrative. Yeah. So we just like instead of make, like letting you make mistakes. Right. We just help you get there and then be successful. And then we also tie in social media and websites. Sure. Um so if the brand starts being successful on Amazon, typically they want a website and social media is just a free way to advertise a lot of times. Is Amazon as wonky with their um, algorithms and their, you know, um, usage 
as Facebook might be. 100%. Oh, are they? They're changing. I hear about it at Facebook all the time because that's a bigger part of what we do. But Amazon's messing with stuff. 100%. And that's why, you know, we're the experts. Yeah. It's like staying on top of the algorithms and all the changes. Um, and like I've made social media kind of just as much um, of a point. Like I consider myself a subject matter expert when it comes to Amazon. Okay. Like, ask me a question. I'm ready to go. Okay. Yeah. Like so, but social media, I'm not there yet. So, um, different members of my team, myself, we've been studying social media really hard. Um, it's just not an area that we started with becoming sure. experts in, but I really feel like you have to be if you're yeah. going to stay relevant. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to talk to you more real quick about, you said you were in a band, right? And you yeah. toured. Tell me about that. Yeah. It's been a long time ago. Uh, but when I came back from Hawaii, I tried out for a band here in Kansas city called our last chance. Okay. And, um, over the next probably five years, uh, we just grew and, um, started playing we toured with some tooth and nail bands nothing huge um had label offers that sucked you know so <laughs> we never took those but we did travel all over the country and got to play um we used to play to, i don't know three or four hundred kids locally sure um with different bands but i am well connected and a lot of them are entrepreneurs now um but i'm well connected with people from that music scene that have you know, grown up here in Kansas city. Right. Um, so did you enjoy that time? Do you look back and go, man, I wish we could have made that work. Or is that like a, Oh, that was fun. It was uh, that was fun. Yeah. Like I love playing so much. Um, and if I hadn't done the touring and stuff, I wouldn't know that I hate touring life. I just hate being broke and I hate yeah. living in a van and right. you know, um, even if you're touring with a bigger band, it's still pretty rough. What, uh, would you play? I play bass. Gosh. So I've been sucking at guitar for like three years too. Yeah. So I'm just, so let's go to. We got to work with your mindset. That's what, <laughs> well, that's what we got to work with immediately. <laughs> well, so on one of the earlier episodes um, of this podcast, I talked to a kid that's like a championship speed cuber. Oh yeah. And that's something I've always wanted to do and I can do it now. I mean, I still have some notes here and there, but I feel like that's one small mountain. I need to accomplish things. And I think there's some snowball effect, right? So let's talk about that. Talk to me about goals. Like, you know, you certainly are going to have goals for your clients, mm -hmm. right? If somebody comes to you and say, I want to sell this on Amazon, you're going to set goals. But from your own personal goal setting um, mindset, do you, do you have a process there? Do you have one big goal in a timeline? Do you set little goals? What, can you talk to me about that? Yeah. So I'm very goal oriented. Okay. Like, um, and I'm very competitive as a person sure. uh, in almost every aspect of my life. Um, and honestly, I'm intelligent, but I'm not very talented. Okay. And you might argue with me, but really what I'm trying to say is that it's come more out of competitiveness to want to do those things or be able to do those things. than it has just raw talent, like uh, bass guitar. Like I'm not super musically inclined. I can't just like hear a song and know exactly what they're playing. Like it's come out of practice, practice, yeah. practice, practice. Same thing with uh, that's going to be a joke. Someone's going to laugh at that practice, practice, <laughs> practice. What are we talking about? Uh, and then, uh, you know, basketball, you know, I trained to be able to dunk, but before that I was learning how to play. I never played in high school. So I was coming out of Africa, you know, learning how to play. And, um, so many things in life, like I've just, um, it's become work ethic and I like, that's awesome. I grew up with this perspective in, in countries where people had nothing and no opportunity. And then, um, in the, I'm in America, I'm in the United States, the greatest country on earth. I know it has, we have our flaws, but sure. like it is a land of opportunity. And it's like, really, if you work hard at anything, you can get it. Okay. Sure. So like, I know that's broad, but like you dial it down to small goals. Um, 
So, like, let's take Landlocked. Yeah. Right? It's a newer company. Do you have, like, six-month goals? Do you have, like, goals? I don't know what it would, if it would be a sales goal that doesn't have a timeline. Do you have a time? I mean, what's that look like? Yeah, so Landlocked, um, so we probably set a six-month, 12-month goal, um, you know, whether it's acquiring wholesalers, whether it's reaching an amount of sales, whether it's, like, simple stuff as far as organization or collection releases, or we want to have four collection releases next year, or... Um, you know, smaller goals like that. We, we sit down and brainstorm all the time. I've got whiteboards written mm-hmm. up all over the place. Um, personal goals. I'm very much like, this is what I'm trying to accomplish this year. Um, you know, I have personal goals. So you'll have like uh, new year's is coming up. Yeah. So you'll have like a written things that Andrew's going to do in 2018. hundred percent. Really? Yeah. How long is that list? Uh, is it like 30? Is it Five. It's probably around twenty. I like to shoot big. Okay. And then like if I accomplish fifteen, like that's winning. Right. 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 Um, versus someone might be like, I want to lose weight. Well, you need to set a goal. Like right. quantifiable. You know, quantifiable. Yes. Otherwise you're just reaching for nothing. Right. You know, if it's like I want to be healthier. Well, what does that mean? Does that right. mean like you know, overall eating one healthy meal a day, you know, right. help better than what you're doing? Or does that mean like exercising a little bit more? Right. You got to be specific. Like, and you set real goals like that. I think it's all about habits. That's what people need to talk about. It has less about like what exercises you're doing in the gym, it has less to do about what books you're reading specifically or this or that. It has to do with just creating a habit and the habit creates the result. Right. So if you can just create the habit, whether you're doing it amazing or not going to the gym you know well on some level how much of that is the 10,000 hour rule right you know with the uh if you play bass once you get to you can only help but be better after 5,000 hours right 100%. right so that happened and I think you're right I mean that's part of my problem you know and I think I stretch myself too thin sometimes like I want to do so many things that it's hard you know I jump around and so I'll go in a streak where I'll play the guitar for you know a week every day for a week you know and then I won't pick it up for well you gotta weeks. I'm sorry I hit it no, hit the mark, okay. but you gotta say like uh Instead of just being like, I want to be good at guitar, you know, it's easier to set a goal that's like, I want to learn one new song a month. Oh, nice. Right. And then quantifiable, quantifiable. And then at the end of the year, you've learned, you know, a dozen songs, songs and those songs like all work together. Like you've probably learned one, something in each song that will help you on the next song. Right. right. So at the end of the day, you're like, yeah, a dozen more songs this year than I did last year. I love it. No, you're right. So I certainly have a quantifiable goal to dunk. I have a date. You know, and I think you're right about the habits now to get there. I can't just now I just have a goal. I got to figure out my steps. What are your steps? Just, and that's what I'm talking about. Right. Like starting at nine, six, starting right. at nine, seven. Like, right. You know, you. so then you maybe do this. So those quantifiable goals. But now I have steps dunk um, at nine, six by the end of December. There you go. And then and raise that goal, whatever the math would be, two inches by the end of the year. That would help. I really, I really think that's going to be the game changer. So, so that I could adjust if I need, oh, I'm not getting there. I need to pick up the pace exactly. or I'm on pace. Where, do you even know where you're at right now? I don't. See? I'm afraid. There you go. I'm afraid to even try. Feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> I know. That's, put that on a t-shirt, dude. That's good. Is, did you make that up? No, it's from Walmart, but it is tattooed <laughs> on me. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Um, real quick, uh, I want a couple more things. So you lived in um, Africa. I need to know about that just a little bit. Like, okay. What's your ele- elevator speech on living in Africa? Well, it's I usually avoid the subject because it's just uh, 
like there's so much to say yeah you know people yeah. don't really understand um South Africa? No. So, okay. So my parents are missionaries. They taught English and like kind of did aid work. And um, it was Cameroon when I was real young. And then Botswana, kind of like 9, 10. And then Congo until I was 16. Like like the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Um, Wow. At that time, it was the most dangerous country in the world. Yeah. Before 9-11. So I was in Congo during 9-11. But... um, (sighs) A very, like, it's kind of crazy to talk about. It was super awesome, super, like, there's so many great things to say about it, like the perspective I was given. And, um, you know, I'm, I've always been raised to be thankful. It's, like, natural in me just from having seen those things, which creates happiness, I think, if you're thankful, you're happy. Like, right. In in life. Yeah. And uh, But I also saw some crazy things. I was there during an, a coup and an evacuation. Well, and who was the leader? And, the guy was, um, I forget the leader's name of Mobutu yeah okay yeah, so yeah. he was out when I was there okay but his he had just got out and it was Kabila President Kabila was there a guy named General Butt Naked is that that's is <laughs> not, that the not Congo? that I know of in Congo no there was I can't remember the guys it was General Butt Naked I don't know but supposedly um he would before he would fight he would fight naked I believe it. Um, they were crazy um yeah so I can't hit general butt naked he um what year are we looking at oh Liberia it was Liberia okay um he was born in 71 he was um the commander of the Liberian warlord uh, Roosevelt Johnson um early 90s okay in the uh Liberian civil war okay so I was not pretty the young then yeah. yeah and uh Congo is so war torn and and I I love Africa you got to know that um but they're right in the middle and they have a rainforest you know a huge yeah. jungle and so all the countries around them whenever they go to war and then the armies that lose they run into the Congo right to hide and fight out of wow. there so, so oh. it just creates a very like uh tumultuous place and um there's so many resources there from you know you go to any diamond store and there's yeah. you ask them where it's from they're going right. to say Congo probably now, how much if I walked into your house right now, how much African culture would I experience or recognize? You're going to see some in my room, um, some of my office. Um, I've got, you know, some paintings and stuff. But ultimately, I've tried as I've gotten older, I've turned more into a minimalist. And so okay. um, I, I don't have a lot of just like things. Stuff, yeah, yeah, I'm not really about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you like... How many times uh, a year in Kansas City are you going to eat an African meal? I'm not. You're not? No. Because you're not into it? Or well, because I guess it's if I have chicken and I also have rice, then I'm having <laughs> okay, an African meal. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I don't imagine myself, this is me just being straight up Kansas, ever, ever traveling to Africa. Yeah. Right? Is that a reasonable thought? I mean, it's it would be difficult. Um, it would be difficult. It's expensive. Okay. Um, but if you want to see, if you want to like go to another planet, you don't have to go to space. Right. You can it's, just go to Africa. It's radically different. Yeah. And every story. country, okay. Every country is different. It's just yeah. like when people from, let's say Europe, think about United Kansas, States, yeah. you know, and I'm like, do you realize that every state here, there's a reason Americans don't travel as much. Some people haven't even been to California. Right. Like, every state is so different. Like some are similar, but like, you know, you talk about Connecticut versus California versus the right. Midwest. Well, you could go from the Bronx to outside of Austin, Texas, two radically different places. Almost like a different country. You right. go to Europe and you're on a train and you're in like a new country in three hours. Or, right. And it and they just, I don't think a lot of people don't get that perspective that like, oh yeah, like Switzerland's got it all together or something. And I'm like, that's a tiny country. It'd be like Lee Summit, you know, getting their <laughs> oh, act really? together or something. Okay, you know, yeah. like Belize is three 
300,000 people. Wow. Right. Okay. And they're like, they're all about nature and they've got a lot of good things in place. And I'm like, yeah, but that's like the size of Kansas City. Like, it'd be like as if Kansas City got their act together and then got to make laws. You know? Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's yeah. just not the same, guys. Like, sure. the United States is huge. And yeah. so, um, same thing with Africa. I mean, I've seen it said that even like on a map, Africa is not proportionally correct. Like it's way bigger than it is on a globe. Really? Okay. Like in landmass. But it's big enough that you could go way to the northern tip, well, like Morocco, right? Oh Isn't yeah, that, completely it's be different. Completely different from the Congo or Liberia, and let alone the other side. Yeah, that's why when people meet me and they're like, "Are you from South Africa?" It's because you know there's a lot of white Africans in South Africa. Yeah, like Dave uh, Matthews. Africans. Yeah. Yeah. So. But they're completely different, you know, like every South Africa. I came out of Congo in 01 in uh, Christmas, December 24th, and I landed in Johannesburg and I was in absolute culture shock. Like I went to the mall. I felt like I'd only been in Congo like a little less than four years, but it had felt like an, a lifetime because you're just in this other world, you know. Wow. And so you come out of that and I was sitting in the mall like, what is going on? And that was in Johannesburg, Africa. It was like culture shock before I even landed in the States. Right. So. That's in the same country. Yeah. When does your book come out? Um, To be determined. Real, are you writing one? Um, you but should. I just have so many topics I want to write right, about. Right, you, know? you should. Um, what, I've been pushing my parents to start a book and then yeah. kind of said like I would jump in, but I don't know if they'll ever make that happen. I mean, dude, I could talk to you for hours and hours. I'll let you go at this point because you are an entrepreneur and I'm sure you have uh, rims to dunk on and <laughs> t-shirts to design. Uh, let's real quick talk one more time about Landlocked KC. You can find it online, landlockedco.com. But uh, what's your elevator speech on that? I obviously, I have the pennant shirt. Okay. Uh, which I love. Um, but uh, what else makes your company stand out? Okay. So I think uh, something that makes it stand out is we're local. Okay. Not just local designs, but it's local artists. We print locally. Um, the only thing we don't do is like the shirts come from somewhere else. And we're actually trying to work on that to get those locally too. Um, it's just hard to get manufacturing here in Kansas City. Um, so we keep it all local. Um, and it started out as just, you know, the hybrid design being like, uh, you know, Kansas City, the pennants. Yeah. Um, but it's it's evolved from that. And it started with kind of some sports during that run. And then um, as it's evolved, I was just like, let's just, you know, it's about city pride and it's evolved, you know. And I think yeah. that's OK to say, like, our mission statement wasn't exactly the same when we started as what it is now. Um, to me now, it's more about Landlocked being a Kansas City company of Kansas Cityans. It's made up of Kansas Cityans. And, um, so like we've released the quality collection recently and that was just me really wanting to send a message about what I'm about. And, uh, I think people get on with like, it's not just, I'm not making clothes for other people. I mean, I am, but really it's about like, what am I into? What do I like? What as a Kansas Cityan, you know, what do I want to, what message do I want to send in whatever way that is? Like yeah. Mo made, you know, Missouri made, like I'm proud to be from here when I've been all over the world. Like I'm, I'm oh, proud, awesome. you know, like I'm yeah. proud of this place, been a lot of places. And, um, there's just something about Kansas city. I, I absolutely love it. I remember watching football games at 8am in Hawaii at a bar, you know, with my dad, um, because we want to get up and watch the chiefs, even though there's a four hour time difference, you know, <laughs> sure. sometimes five hour time difference. So we'd be up at seven watching the game. Um, I've I've watched Kansas City football in Congo, you know, so wow. it's like it's always been my connection to home kind of, you yeah. know, even though I was abroad and, um, you know, the quality collection is it's not sport related. And I think that 
we're making moves into different areas about that. And it's just more about the people here. And I want to say like, we're not behind the times, you know, we're relevant and this is what we're about and um, kind of give a little voice to normal people. I love it. I love it. Uh, real quick. Where are your parents now? Uh, my parents um, are here in Kansas City. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if they were or not. Yeah. Um, so Andrew Morgans with an S on Instagram. Marknology, by the way, if you need some uh, e-commerce help, they can do it there as well. M-A-R-K-N-O-L-O-G-Y.com. I assume we can find you on Facebook and Twitter on the same search, the same stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, real quick. My final two questions are give me a book. I don't care if you like it, dislike it, name a book. How to Be a Badass. It, that's a newer one, right? Yeah. Is that? Uh, a lady wrote it, and you'll have to forgive me. I'm not known for being sure, like, super sure. great with names. Um, but How to Be a Badass, um, I read that recently. And it's really hard for me to fit in books sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but I, I try to get them in as often as I can. And this one is just about... Um, channeling your inner badass and it gives you confidence to pursue new things just like you're doing with the rubik's cube or the guitar or the basketball so it's like i need that it's attitude the the point of the book is like uh she's read a ton of help self-help books and she kind of like consolidates them into one great idea super easy to read you are a badass how to stop doubting your greatness and start living an awesome life yes jen sincero that's her she also has ones about business and a few others you are a badass at making money now give me um one song like what are you listening to right now if you had to go play one song in your car when you leave what song i don't know how much flack i'm gonna get for this but uh probably like selfish by pnb rock okay yeah I'm, i'm relating to that song lately I love it. Um, it. Listen, I, I, uh, it was an honor to meet you. You, I could talk to you for. You got so many stories. The weird thing is, you've got amazing stories, but I feel like we're similar in a lot of ways. Yes. I mean, you, like, I think I said this last time you were here. You're like the cool younger brother that I want to grow up to be. You have cool tattoos and a cool beard. I can't grow a beard. I have one really lame tattoo. You can dunk. I can't, but someday, with a better attitude, I'll grow up to be Andrew Morgan's. It was a pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. It Thanks really for having was. me on the show. It was my pleasure. BG Dunks 2018 is the hashtag that you can use online. Thank you for listening and find me online at 997thepoint.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.